0: This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. During January, I'll be sharing my summer series, a recasting of some of our most popular Psych for Life podcast episodes. I hope you enjoy them as much as my other listeners have. Welcome to Episode 7 of Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today we're talking about healing and recovery using your inner child. There is a long history in psychology of using the inner child, but it wasn't initially used by psychologists. Inner child recovery was initiated in the late 1980s. Imagine, as you were three and then became four, the three-year-old didn't disappear. It's as if we were like the Russian doll set, a cluster of dolls within a doll. All the layers of consciousness, the stages and ages we've been, all remain within us. Can we access them? When things happen to us as children, sometimes those stages become repressed. For recovery and healing to occur, we need to re-access those stages. Two people stand out in inner child work. One is John Bradshaw, who was initially a theologian, who originally trained to become a priest and then retrained in psychology and became a counsellor. He had an abusive childhood. His father was an alcoholic. He struggled himself with alcohol and became quite evangelical in the inner child recovery movement. Bradshaw made inner child work so popular that to some mental health experts it appeared superficial and glib. However, these days, many psychologists use inner child work. These pioneers of inner child work, Pierre Melody and John Bradshaw, argued that many of us fail to achieve healthy relationships because of problems in our childhood that need healing, that need to be corrected in order for us to have healthy lives and healthy relationships. Identifying, accessing the hurt child within us and healing that child becoming more connected with our inner child helps us to heal our self-relationship. In the 1950s, Eric Byrne famously made transactional analysis a popular theory, and many say that inner child work dates back to his work. Others say inner child work dates back to famous psychologist Carl Jung. Pierre Melody was originally a registered nurse, now an author and educator, is another pioneer in inner child work. She points out that important stages of development occur from our ages of birth to age 10, and that if a trauma occurs to us or any negative experience, these stages of development can be impacted, results in low self-esteem, confidence, insight, a lack of self-connection, even dissociation, post-traumatic stress disorder, personality disorders can occur, anxiety, depression, other mental health problems, certainly difficulties forming and maintaining healthy relationships. Typically, problems in maintaining healthy boundaries between ourselves and other people occur if problems have occurred for us in our childhoods. Peer Melody, with her partner, ex-US Air Force Major Pat Melody, founded a successful treatment centre in the USA the famous The Meadows in Arizona. This is based on inner child work. Many recovery centres employ the use of inner child work. In Sydney, Australia, one rehabilitation hospital is completely founded on inner child work. What does inner child work do? It helps us to recover from problems in our childhoods. Addictions and relationship problems typically result from childhood issues. To resolve these issues as adults, we often have to revisit our childhood or the inner child. Inner child work enables us to access the parts of us that were wounded in childhood to build stronger connections or neural pathways within our brains to heal these parts, to recover from wounds. I was introduced to inner child work in my mid-twenties, back in 1990, and I can say it changed my life. For me, it was the doorway to happiness. And now in my own practice, as a psychologist, I use inner child therapies extensively and have included them in my book and CD of meditations. I find inner child work to be powerful and very effective. So what is inner child recovery all about? Inside all of us is an authentic part. The inner child part is our authentic self. But to fit in with our families, an adapted self develops and that is what we take into the world and typically the more dysfunctional our families the stronger that adapted self becomes if a child has at least one person whom they know loves them for no reason other than for who they are rather than what they do or provide to that person that is the most protective mechanism for their mental health So even in a dysfunctional family, if there is a neighbour or an extended family member who that child knows loves them for who they are, they are much better protected. The more dysfunctional the child's environment is, the more likely they are to persist with the adapted self and take that part into the rest of their lives. In strongly dysfunctional families, the inner child part can become quite suppressed because it's not safe to be a child. And by the time a person is in their late 20s, if they've been repressing that inner child part, they're typically in crisis. Psychological problems all boil down to neglect, abuse, abandonment and rejection. Inner child work allows us to identify with that part that is the essence of us, the authentic self, the inner child, to connect to that part, to love, protect and heal it It's another opportunity to blossom or develop again, to re-parent ourselves or, with the help of a therapist, to be re-parented, to redo childhood phases of development as much as is possible. Ideally, we do inner child work with a therapist. It's much more powerful, much more effective. In fact, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. And it's really important to have a happy childhood in order to be a happy adult and we must have a happy childhood in order to heal and recover. The inner child work is very much like having a relationship with any other child. It's critical to love, protect, nurture, understand and encourage children, and so too with our inner child. The formal processes of inner child recovery are ideally meant to translate or lead to a natural relationship with ourselves and our inner child in our day-to-day lives. For example, when I was first using inner child work for myself, one day I sensed my inner child wanted me to skip down the street. And so, in broad daylight, with people around, I skipped. We do whatever our inner child wants us to do, needs us to do, within reason of course, as it is with any other child, in order to be happy. And so, we become happy. Inner child work leads us to the most amazingly rich internal life, a secret garden. So how do we do it? There are many forms of inner child work. Practitioners use art therapy and so many types of art therapy, guided imagery, mindfulness work, journal writing, gestalt work and psychotherapy. Inner child work is fascinating in my experience with people. Let's imagine a situation where someone who has experienced this kind of rejection as a child is struggling to manage intense emotions such as insecurity and anger within their romantic relationship. In a scenario like this, when someone is doing inner child work with their therapist, they might understandably expect that the inner child they would access is a child that's wounded, angry and insecure. But in some surprising cases, the inner child part the mind connects with is actually a stronger, more rational and resilient part. And by connecting with this other inner self, they're tapping into a part of themselves which is confident and emotionally stable. And by doing this, they are benefiting their adult life. Another situation we can think about is where people are separated from family or other loved ones due to working or living away in another country. In this scenario, someone could have a background of anxiety or separation anxiety and could suddenly find themselves incredibly anxious and debilitated. Typically, what happens when we introduce the idea of inner child work to somebody like this is that they're often bemused to discover they can actually parent, love and support this child within themselves, which then reduces their dependency and anxiety about having their family or other loved ones physically removed, which is so liberating to find this ability within themselves. Sometimes inner child work can be even more spontaneous Let's say there's someone suffering from physiological conditions which can't be accounted for physically or medically. In this situation we'd often go to clinical hypnotherapy for answers to explore potentially underlying emotional issues. This can take us all the way back to issues from childhood even in later years. Trauma can lie dormant through years and even decades It may not be till later in life that people are finding they've developed problems, for example, severe physical imbalance, difficulty on stairs or at heights, that are actually linked to old trauma. The access to the inner child taps into these potential repressed traumas that may be causing these issues. It can be such a simple yet life-changing solution for someone experiencing this. What happens when people know about or largely remember the painful, frightening things that happened to them in childhood and know it's causing them problems still in their adult lives? Traumas like sexual abuse. Inner child work can heal much of this, if we're willing to repeat and persistently work as many times as it takes with the inner child processes as there can be many ages or stages where we've dissociated from ourselves or repressed parts of ourselves. As we continue rebuilding connections, releasing pain and trauma, we start to feel a stronger sense of self, self self-esteem, lightness, balance, confidence and strength. This healing result flows into the rest of our lives and our relationships. A common problem a lot of adults experience is fighting with or feeling disempowered by their parents or other authority figures. People often say, he or she makes me feel like a child, and they may indeed be treating us as a child. Parents often don't know how to let go. When this happens, it's up to us. The easiest way I know is by reclaiming or strengthening our relationship with our inner child what's actually happening is our parents are still accessing that younger part of us. Inner child work gives us back the full access and ownership of all parts of ourselves and then we're in charge of who we share these parts with and when. We can withdraw that child part from others, protect it and stand up as an adult, improving the relationship with our parents or other authority figures and empowering ourselves. Many of us, through working with our inner child part, find our true careers, find our true partners and discover what isn't working because the inner child, like any child, doesn't lie. This is our truth and if we can access that part, connect with it, commune with it, we will find the truth. We will find where partners aren't right for us, where careers aren't right for us. I've often advised people who are in difficult situations to remove the inner child from that situation, to protect it. In fact, imagine tucking it up in bed, leaving it at home in bed safely and going off into the world of work or dealing with people who are difficult as the adult part rather than allowing that inner child part to be at the forefront. It's of course that we are protecting that part of ourselves safely within rather than allowing it to be exposed and vulnerable. That is, ourselves, to be exposed and vulnerable. This, of course, harks back to transactional analysis of Eric Byrne, where we lead with the adult part, when appropriate. Pia Melody's concept of the inner child is that it's a part of us that got injured through relationships, that was wounded and now needs healing through this reparenting process. She talks about the wounded child and the adapted adult child. However, it doesn't even need to be that we necessarily had wounds from childhood. Anything that can push us off our path, that can lead us to be dissociated from that playful, creative inner child part of us can be corrected. As with all therapies, inner child work is only effective if we're actually processing the issues, resolving the problems. And this can really only be done with a therapist. Unless someone has already had extensive therapy and has the psychoeducation and strategies to do their own processing, which many of us are promoting people do through the use of apps for therapies such as cognitive behavioural therapy. We've all heard of or seen, maybe in Woody Allen movies, where people go to therapy and nothing seems to change. This can be for many reasons, and the therapeutic alliance is the main predictor for successful therapy. Cynical or ignorant people have sometimes said to me, how awful, you just listen to people's problems. Well, if only it was that easy. I love listening to stories. Processing is a complex process. It requires great skill that has been well documented since the dawn of psychology. Existential psychiatrist Irvin Yalom, who died in 2019, wrote a fabulous book called Love's Executioner. When we're processing our issues, we are executing a part of ourselves which is typically sentimental, which holds on to the past, which needs to be released for reality, healing and growth to occur. It requires working through our past carefully. Memory is a small part of this. Emotions are the most important part of processing and recovering from childhood issues. Processing is not just forgiving people. Processing is understanding. It's almost like detective work, identifying what's gone on, what seems to have occurred to cause us to be unhappy or stuck or unable to connect with parts of ourselves. So how do we process our past? John Bradshaw held mass meetings for people and performed recovery processes. People would often turn up at these forums holding their stuffed animals for comfort. And when Bradshaw pushed them to recall childhood traumas, many would burst into tears. As John Bradshaw said, the goal of inner child work is to get you to come to peace with the past and finish it. So linking back to what I said about Eric Byrne, other predecessors of inner child work can be found in ego state therapy when we look at different parts of ourselves. As I said, inner child work ideally starts as guided by a therapist, where we learn to use our adult part to process inner child parts. We are facilitated by the therapist until our insightful adult part can do this with our own internal child part. My first honours degree was in social anthropology, and now as an organisational psychologist, I look at global trends and pressures we seem to be being forced to come back to our true natures, our sense of humans as human beings, having been very much on a trajectory of humans doing. Global pressures seem to be forcing a new balance away from economic rationalism to what life is all about on a more basic level. I can imagine people reaching out for inner child work and recovery increasingly in the future. I have certainly experienced an increase in people wanting to connect with their inner self to find happiness and life satisfaction during the current global crisis. Academic research shows a recent increased interest in inner child work. A study in 2020 used mindfulness-based interventions and found beneficial treatment in various disorders in the mental health sphere. There was a decrease in psychopathological symptoms significantly and argued that future studies should investigate these effects popular researcher angela duckworth in 2020 conducted a longitudinal study examining the development of dimensions of mindfulness and non-reactivity to difficult inner experiences so what this means is That people in particular who have been doing jobs that they really didn't love, that really weren't a good reflection of who they really are from their inner self, are now jaded, demoralised, because their human beingness wasn't engaged in what they were doing. And we are invited, by a global crisis, we are invited to reconnect with ourselves as human beings rather than human doings. With global crises, people who have been pressuring themselves or feeling pressured or distracted to keep up with others, to be doing a job or living a life that was very much about the doing, the appearances, the not missing out on things, have an opportunity to be back in touch with who they are as human beings and to enjoy the simple pleasures of life, the simple joys of life of a human being. But in saying that, some people of course are struggling with having that sense of self exposed or not being able to connect with that sense of self as a human being, having so attached to the human doing. So how do we do inner child work? Through many modalities. Drawings of our feelings of ourselves at different stages and ages. We can easily regress to a different stage of ourself by drawing. Stick figures. This is not memories-based, this is feelings-based. And if we imagine ourselves and feel a sense of self at an earlier age, even two years ago, and draw a stick figure from the feelings we feel when we remember we feel ourselves to be at that age, it can produce much information about ourselves at that stage. Guided imagery, regression work back to certain stages and ages through guided processes such as the meditation on my CD. Journal writing back through different stages of our lives, through memories that again produce the feelings. Conversation with people about times in our lives. All of these processes ideally take us to conversation with ourselves, talking with our own inner child. Day-to-day opportunities to relate to our inner child, even when shopping in the supermarket, as if we have a real child with us, and we're shopping and asking that inner child what it would like us to buy. As too with a physical child, if they are wanting ice cream, we may do a deal and suggest strawberries. Being able to laugh at simple things that are humorous, being able to enjoy life via the experience of having that connection with our childlike, playful, younger, spontaneous part brings joy in our adult lives seeing landscapes, seascapes with the eyes of the inner child, being able to see the beauty without the adult's distortion or fears or worries. The reason I'm such an advocate of inner child work is because it's not just about healing inner trauma. It allows us to enjoy the wonder of life. And we can incorporate inner child experiences in our everyday lives to make them more wonderful, enjoyable, satisfying, enriched, and generally become more happy. Inner child work takes so many different forms. Art therapy in so many types of art therapy. Connecting with hobbies, things that we love to do just for play, for fun. Photography for some people is play, it's joy, it's being able to see things through the lens with openness, innocence, going into that world away from the adult world. Playing with a boat, with a kite, Drawing, colouring books, other hobbies like collecting where the inner child is very much at the forefront. Journal writing, mindfulness, some guided imagery. So if you're interested in doing some inner child recovery or healing, contact a therapist who specialises in this area. And if you're simply wanting to reconnect more strongly with your inner child part, explore different activities that make you feel connected with your inner child. For all of us, it's a different process, it's a unique process as to what's going to allow us to feel connected and enjoyment through our inner child parts. Or you can connect with your inner child through playful activities and hobbies in your everyday life. Inner child work isn't just about recovery, it's about a healthy connection with ourselves that we all need in order to be happy and fulfilled in life. As people place more emphasis on happiness, Inner child work becomes more relevant. So, inner child work isn't just about our child age, but any younger age or stage we've been. We may have an issue from our 20s or 30s or even 40s that we relapse into, regress into, that gets triggered in, for instance, a career problem or a romantic problem that we need to readdress. Read People may have had a quite happy childhood, but in teenage years, there were some troubles where they may find they are triggered by their romantic relationship and yet an earlier stage or age may help in the healing process of the adolescent stage by reconnecting with the younger happier part so we can sometimes heal this older stage through reconnecting with younger parts that may have been happier or more resilient than even the older stage a happy child can heal an upset adolescent part or adult part. Once you have connected and really worked to build a good relationship with inner parts of yourself, you will probably feel more empowered, more independent, more autonomous, more complete, fulfilled and less needy and less dependent on others. Healing our self-relationship enables us to have better relationships with others our family, our partners, friends and in the workplace. So if you would like to reconnect with your inner child, try some of these activities and remember that it will be more successful if you do this work with a psychologist. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and have found inner child work as fascinating as I do. Please note any references to people, stories or scenarios mentioned in this podcast are purely theoretical and are not real people or events and are used to give context only. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes.